0: Hello everybody and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and finally, finally we've reached the peak of the NHL offseason. It all begins tonight. Cue the Heath Ledger as Joker gif of, and here... We go. It's going to be an interesting week for the Pittsburgh Penguins, for everybody across the National Hockey League. In this episode, I'm going to run down what you can expect this week because we've been given breadcrumbs to this point of the offseason. Obviously, the Penguins get off to a slow start because they fire Ron Hextall and their almost entire management staff and then presume to go on a very long, drawn-out search That concluded with the hiring of Kyle Dubas as the president of hockey operations and current interim general manager. So they were already behind a little bit. The only move they made in the meantime was signing Alex Nylander. And the only move that they have made in the three weeks since naming Kyle Dubas as president of hockey operations is signing restricted free agent Valtteri Pustinen. A lot of stuff has to get done this week. So get your phones out set your notifications whether that be Twitter notifications, ESPN, whatever app you choose, make sure you bookmark inside the penguins.com cuz we will have up to the minute updates on the Pittsburgh Penguins and everything revolving around them. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you like the off-season stuff, this is your Super Bowl of the NHL off-season. It all begins tonight with the NHL awards on a look back at last year before everybody starts to move forward. Towards next season, Chris Letang is the lone member of the Pittsburgh Penguins that is nominated for an award, and of course, he is a finalist for the Bill Masterton Trophy, which is awarded to the player who most exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. It also feels like the perfect definition for Chris Letang in general, let alone just over the 2022-23 season. I mean, the guy works harder now than when he entered the league. At 19 years old, what, almost 20 years ago? And even back then, he was considered one of the most hardworking players in the National Hockey League. The guy's workout regimens are ridiculous, he does not take days off very often, and he is just an absolute freak of nature at the age of, what, 36, 37, and still one of the most physically fit athletes in professional sports, not just the NHL, not just North America, but in, phys- in professional sports, he is one of the most physically fit freaks of nature I have ever seen, and he was at the peak of what life could be coming into this season, right, this past season, I should say, has the great family, has had a great career, a three-time Stanley Cup champion, including a Stanley Cup clinching goal in 2016, he just got locked up to a new six-year deal, which almost guarantees that he's going to finish his career in Pittsburgh where it started something that as he mentioned last off season meant a-, a great deal to him and then it all came crashing down in the matter of just a few weeks suffers his second stroke loses his father Claude also deals with a- an injury at the same time a lower body injury and yet he returned not only returned but got better through it all Everybody remembers the drama-filled four-point game that he had upon returning against the Florida Panthers. Two goals, two assists, including the overtime winner. But if you look at the way he was able to perform down the rest of that season, there's a reason he is one of three finalists for the Masterton Trophy. So we'll see what ends up happening tonight. Whether he wins it or not is of no consequence because when you look at the body of work that he has done over his career, when you look at the perseverance that he has shown... Over his career and not just in this one-year sample size, you understand that it, it, it's immaterial whether or not he gets handed a trophy tonight because he is being recognized for the type of human he is, the type of sportsman he is, and the type of teammate he is. So congratulations to Chris Letang on being there tonight. Uh, he is rightfully a, a finalist for the Bill Masterton Trophy. But after looking back tonight, uh, the NHL then shifts towards next season, beginning on Wednesday with the NHL Draft. It doesn't appear that Kyle Dubas will be trading the Penguins' first-round pick. Or at the very least, that's what he alluded to on Friday when he spoke to media members at UPMC Lemieux Complex in Cranberry. Practically saying that unless we get, you know, a quote, very impactful younger player, they're not going to part with younger assets. Now that includes the 14th overall selection that the Penguins will have on Wednesday night. But it also includes last year's first round pick, Owen Pickering, because he mentioned him by name. So it looks very much so that the Penguins are really trying to close the gap and highlight the importance of building the organization's farm system as they try to move on here uh, from, from where they're at at the current moment. So it seems as if the first round pick will be at least held by the Pittsburgh Penguins until they reach the draft floor. Now... Dubas didn't rule out whether or not he would, he he mentioned, potentially trade up. I don't think that's likely. I don't think you have to really expect that from the Pittsburgh Penguins this week, especially on Wednesday night when the first round takes place. Thursday, of course, being rounds two through seven. But he also did mention that uh, there's a possibility you could trade back and gain more assets and go for quantity over quality. But he also mentioned, as, as I did last week, that... You know, you're looking for best player available at this point. And if you can get more, that's good because the Pittsburgh Penguins have so many holes in their organizational depth that they really need to build up that farm system. And if you can hit on them, then having more as opposed to one really good one at 14 is a good thing. That's the test, though. Can you hit on them? So the NHL draft Wednesday and Thursday going to be very, very important for the future of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But as Kyle Dubas said on Friday... Even if we draft at 14, you don't expect that player most likely to to make a difference at the NHL level for two, three years at minimum. Now, the rest of the week does have more of an impact on the NHL roster. Buyout window closes. Doesn't seem as if the Penguins are going to be buying anybody. Cough. (coughs) Mikhail Granlund. Out of their contracts, it's just not something that the Pittsburgh Penguins have historically done. They've done it once. It was Jack Johnson, and they still have a cap penalty for Jack Johnson. Toronto also, under Kyle Dubas, only did it once. And as he mentioned on Friday, that player ended up, and the buyout ended up actually creating cap space for the one year that it that it occurred. They saved like $600,000 on the cap, whatever. So it doesn't seem as if they're going to look to buy... Anybody out, but again, things can change throughout the week. Not to say that it won't be a buyout, not to say that Mikhail Granlin is safe as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins and he'll join the Pittsburgh Penguins when training camp opens in September, but it seems unlikely at the very most it's a last resort option for Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And as we know, the NHL. Doesn't often let people get to their last resort. These general managers tend to look out for each other in a weird way, where it's you know com- competitive, but at the same time, I mean, look at Ron Hextall. He paid two second-round picks for Mikhail Granlund. Even if Mikhail Granlund was what was expected, that's an overpay. So general managers value players differently and see players differently than anybody on the outside could. So we'll see what happens. With that instance, but the buyout window is closing later this week, but also at around the same time, the qualifying offer deadline hits on June 30th, which is Friday at 5 p.m. Penguins have a handful of restricted free agents. I believe eight remain on the organization's depth chart, including names like Ryan Paling, Drew O'Connor, and Ty Smith, who the Pittsburgh Penguins, you would hope, at the very least, extend a qualifying offer to and don't lose them. Uh, to free agency and the unrestricted market which opens up on July 1st which is Saturday at around noon so look for some of those contracts similar to what you saw from Valtteri Pustin and then last week some of those contracts throughout the week to be signed or at the very least when the qualifying offer deadline comes out on Friday you're going to see a news dump of the Penguins have reached out with qualifying offers to six of their restricted free agents I mean I believe Josh Maniscalco's on there, Peter Deliberator, who the Penguins got in a trade, uh, the trade for Teddy Bluger at the deadline. He's restricted as well. Jonathan Gruden is restricted. Philip Hollander's restricted, but he's also signed a contract over in Europe already, so I uh, highly doubt that he will be returning to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But again, it remains to be seen. It's a big week. It's just another little notch in this week of news that you have to keep an eye out for the Pittsburgh Penguins with eight restricted free agents Uh, Still to remain unsigned. And then there's free agency, which is the grand finale, which is the conclusion of what will be a very, very busy week. And I understand it's not a deadline, right? You don't have to get things signed by then, so it's not all-encompassing. But every year, the opening day of free agency is a rush. You make two or three signings per team. So you're seeing usually around 95 to 100 players sign on that very day. And it just so happens to fall on a Saturday this year, so it is going to be hectic throughout the entire week leading up to the most hectic day of all, which will be the opening of free agency. Dupas mentioned on Friday also that he's unlikely to hunt for the big fish, which takes out that conversation I had last week about some of the free agents that could be on the market. Dimitri Orlov, Tyler Bertuzzi, Ryan Graves... Unlikely to be headed to the Pittsburgh Penguins based on what he said, but also things can change. I've said it so many times in this episode simply because a lot of things could change between when Kyle Dubas spoke to the media on Friday and when free agency opens this upcoming Saturday. I mean, in eight days... Considering what could happen at the draft, what could happen when it comes to other teams not qualifying their restricted free agents. Buyouts still could happen. There's a lot in the landscape that can change between now and Saturday, and between now and two weeks when you start to get the back end of the free agent signing. So it is going to be a busy, busy week for Kyle Dubas, and this is where the rubber meets the road. He's been great in his two press conferences and his one penguins tv hit from when he was at the nhl scouting combine listen he's an eloquent speaker he has these great ideas everything he has said to this point i'm pretty sure the majority of people that cover this team or that follow this team agree with but the rubber meets the road this week it's no more breadcrumbs it's no more hey Free space, land on Valtteri Pustin, and there we go. Pretty much a easy signing there. Jason Spetzel was hired. We all knew that was coming, right? It was just a matter of in what capacity and when would he he be hired. He's assistant general manager. That's that's done. These are things that really, and in the grand scheme of things, I'm glad Valtteri Pustin is back. I think Jason Spezza will be great for the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. They're immaterial because they were the easy decisions to make and they were the expected decisions to make. Now comes the end of the buyout window. If he can't find a trade partner and he can't buy out Mikhail Granlin and he ends up eating that contract next year, that's a tick on his chart. Restricted free agency. If he's not able to get a deal done with Ty Smith, if he's not able to get a deal done with Drew O'Connor and he loses him for nothing, that's a tick on his chart. Free agency. That's the biggest one. How many people react and somewhat overreact to signings made on the opening day of free agency? We all remember last year, right? Johan Larson. Oh, is he coming to Pittsburgh? That would be a decent signing. Is he coming to Pittsburgh? Hey, Ron, is he coming to Pittsburgh? No, he's not. I can't confirm that, but I can confirm Josh Archibald. Oh, very confident. Archie was great for the Pittsburgh Penguins last year. But first day of free agency, that confidence, and yeah, we brought in Josh Archibald. That's okay. It's a get, I guess. Uh, And it turned out to be a decent signing, but the overconfidence there was interesting. So all of these storylines will unfold this week. It's going to be hectic, like I said at the outset. Whatever notifications you need to set, don't miss a thing, because it is going to be a busy, busy week for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and while yes... The Stanley Cup is awarded in June. The Stanley Cup is won in June. The building blocks are already beginning. And this week is a pivotal week for a lot of franchises in setting themselves up for success for the 2023-24 season. What's Kyle Dubas going to do? And how's he going to set up his first year as president of Hockey Ops for the Pittsburgh Penguins? That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. I know that we went through a lot of things, basically just a run through of the schedule and a little bit of a preview of what you can expect because it's going to be a a jam-packed week. We're going to have plenty of content here on the podcast feed, on the YouTube channel at Inside the Penguins, as well as the website itself at Inside the Penguins. Make sure you bookmark Inside the Penguins, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, all that fun stuff. We really appreciate everybody that follows along with us. And we really appreciate everybody that that interacts with us. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's going to be a busy week. We'll see you guys next time.